What's up, guys? I'm EJ here, and thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. We got a lot to talk about on today of, sh- of today's show. Of course, we'll be talking about the big news from Kevin Feige regarding the future of Daredevil in the MCU. There's a lot of anticipation that we may be seeing Daredevil on the big screen later on this month in Spider-Man No Way Home, and we got some interesting details from Kevin Feige about what Marvel plans for the man without fear moving forward. We also got our first look at Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Sony put out a little, I don't know if I'll call it a teaser, but or a trailer even, um, but it was just, I guess, you know, some footage that they wanted to show uh, from this new movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, that Oscar award-winning movie. So we'll give you guys our thoughts on that. We got some Shang-Chi news, Chi news to talk about. We got some Batman news to talk about. So we got a great podcast coming up, and I hope you guys enjoy this one. Joining me are my co-hosts, beginning with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, first of all, I think it's uh, – I, I didn't ask if you, you wanted this information out there, but I'm going to take a guess and say you, you're okay with it. If not, we'll just start this podcast over for the fourth time. But uh, I want to uh, congratulate you officially for uh, graduating from Purdue University with your master's degree. I know a lot of people – uh, around our new generation family uh, are really happy and I'm sure the people who listen are very proud to hear about this news as well that I'm announcing today so congrats to the latest uh, master's degree uh, recipient Shamari Stewart no you do we gotta run that back no just... <laughs> <laughs> I want my business out there <laughs> no nah, thank you very much thank you very much I very much appreciate it I was not expecting that but uh, but I do appreciate that um yeah, a lot of hard work. You know, you guys. You know, if I'm not, if I was not here, I was, I was working. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It gives you guys, you know, it gives you guys some perspective of just, you know, we love, uh, we love doing this pod. We love our people who listen. So it just gives us and people watch on the YouTube channel as well. Of course, I know there's some interlap there or some non-interlap there sometimes, but it shows just the commitment that we we go through. And Sham uh, has been, you know, we could talk about how much he's not been here, but I actually prefer to stress how much he has been here while he's been on this journey um getting this master's degree while still working a full-time job outside the pod so again just a big shout out to sham and you deserve all the praise for this thank you so much i I absolutely appreciate it glad i'm glad i'm glad to be here hopefully i'll be here uh close to full time you know we'll see but (laughs) yeah always always glad to do the show (laughs) Shamari puts the close to full time. We'll see because you know he got now he got the negotiate. Kendall, he got the negotiation. Uh, the re entry is going to be the re entry is, is, is a is a sort is a source of a negotiation. <laughs> um, nah, man, really, yeah, we love Sham and it's so good to have him on the pod this week and so happy for his accomplishment this weekend. Of course, Kendall's on the pod this weekend as well. Um, Kendall. I, I, I'm hearing some interesting uh, news regarding some personal news you have for uh, a journey you went on yourself that sounds quite interesting. Do you want to explain that to the audience as well? Uh, we talking? Uh, what are we talking? We talk. We talking the the, the movie Venom. That you, you, oh, we talking watched, Venom. Okay, yeah, you, you've watched. You decided <laughs> okay. to. I don't gotten so personal. I was like, I don't know. I'm like, what, what <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> sometimes, you know, man. Sometimes uh, you listen to this pod, man. You, you know, I threw the alley to Sham. You know, he did a windmill and threw it down, and I threw the alley to Kendall. You know, and went into the fourth row. That, this is what happens when you do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you don't yeah, know yeah. what's happening, despite the oh, fact like, that we talk whole, about what we're going to talk about. Sometimes the part back. I visit Rachel. Um, I saw the Venom movie this weekend for yes, the first Venom, time. Venom, Venom, what is uh, let them be, let there be carnage, let them be carnage, let there be carnage. Uh, sequel to the first Venom movie. 
uh saw it it's out um uh it's out digitally and look i'm somebody that liked the first venom movie i didn't think it was spectacular i didn't think it was a necessarily a good movie but it was enjoyable from a sense i always called it an unintentional comedy there were a lot of funny moments that got me chuckling i was not expecting to go into a movie laughing i thought it was a horror movie or something along those lines and it ended up being something completely different well this movie i was concerned about the marketing concerned that they were going to lean a little bit too much into that comedy aspect that you know slapstick goofy venom character and I, that's what they did uh you know i saw it this weekend and um, you know, the Venom character, uh, is, I mean, the, the, is, he's just a stupid character. Um, and that's, that's what they wanted to tell. Uh, that's the story they wanted to tell. So I can't be, can't be, I'm not like super upset about it, but if, if like someone like Shamari, for example, who I know that part of Venom has probably been the most, uh, unlikable part about those movies, uh, or that at least the first one, uh, People like you are not going to enjoy this movie because they turn that up from if they turn the dial. If it was at a five in the last movie, uh, it's at an eight now. Uh, they, it's 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 very heavy. Uh, Woody Harrelson does a good job as as Cletus Cassidy. There are a lot of story issues. Um, the pacing is a little off. You know, the third act is a little <laughs> all over the place. But you know, I mean, it wasn't a terrible movie. It's, it's a popcorn movie. You know, again, not you know, it's not the worst movie I've seen, uh, but in terms of superhero movies, the worst superhero movie I've seen this year. Um, And you know, I wasn't even a big fan of Eternals, but it's not. I mean, I can't. I gotta be objective, right? It's not as good as a movie of Eternals. Um, So yeah, but Tom Hardy also does a good job. No, no, no flack for Tom Hardy. Um, But yeah, I mean, it almost sounds like to me. It almost sounds like to me, Kendall, that that. Then that that like like you know whatever you you tend to enjoy that first movie a lot more than than us yeah and I, I don't want to say more than most people because again a lot of people seem to like that movie it sounds to me like you know that this storytelling vessel for Venom is kind of just wore out as welcome that's what it sounds like. yeah it's it's overstated it's welcome one hundred percent right I mean it was cool it was cool it was funny for one movie but it hasn't evolved it's mm. the exact it's a good point the exact same style of movie. And at some point, it, for a movie again, it's honestly it's like if it's like in sports you have a team that you kind of look at and say, oh, this team kind of struck lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. and the GM decides, <laughs> I don't want to say the Knicks, but the GM <laughs> decides we're not going to do anything else, and it sort of it sort of plateaus in year two or year three mm-hmm. because you can't keep trying to do the same thing if what you tried you got lucky with. Or, and, know, and especially, if it, especially if it's kind of gimmicky, right? Yeah, you know, because well, yeah, exactly. there's you know, and I know again we we do a sports podcast here, so there's plenty of overlap with you know sports analogies as well. It's almost like the Wildcat, you know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. All the right, you made the playoffs going the Wildcat, but like you know, at a certain point you have to evolve. Not not that it can't be an element of who you are, but something so gimmicky right. has to evolve into something greater. And those Dolphins right. teams didn't evolve anything greater. They didn't have. They didn't have any anything else up their sleeve to adjust. So it's like I, I see I see from your spot your your perspective from your fandom of the Venom character in this franchise how you see it that way. That again, it's just like okay, you guys did that, and it's like what's your next trick? And your next trick was the same thing essentially, but just throw in another symbiote that we know better and we like better. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. It was very interesting perspective. I didn't know what you would take because I, I said like I said 
when I talked about it a couple months ago, that I said that, you know, I felt like if you like the first movie, you'll probably like this movie. Because I think it's, in some ways, because they know who they are, they kind of better execute what they want. But this movie is, you know, is what it is. That's what I kept trying to say. It's like, it is what it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're sad and you're not going to take any joy in, like, the ride they take you on with the humor and stuff, then you're just not going to like it. And so... Yeah, there are some jokes in there that are funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. But that's like the first one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so I'm I'm glad, I'm glad we got a a, a second perspective. I don't know, you know, hearing Shamari in the pre-production meeting, I don't know if we're going to get a third perspective on this film. Shamari (laughs) is so well, he he, he hates this portrayal of Venom so much. You may, sorry to the audience, y'all may never hear that third perspective of of this, uh, of where the Venom franchise is. Unless, you know, we see him in a Spider-Man movie where I guess, you know, Shamari would have no choice at that point. They may be getting they may be making a, a Venom 3. So uh, I guess the, the numbers numbers did well enough for them yeah. to, to continue to pursue that character. But um, also another another thing that I'm hearing is, is, is good uh, that we haven't talked about in a while, but. Just you know, sort of, sort of updating that that side of things. I'm hearing that the, the Armageddon st- storyline for Flash season eight has been really good. Wow, uh, a lot of people are shocked that maybe the Flash is back. Um, I mean, I, I've, always, see, I've, I've seen some stills. I see some still photos that, that are interesting. Interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, I I always have to take those things with a grain of salt because Flash has been, and I don't know, maybe it's just I don't know if it's just me. I don't know. The Flash has been really bottom of the barrel like that, uh, <laughs> particularly lately, really for quite a while. Right. So it's like, what is good even for the Flash? And that's fair. Like, I, the, like, what I I've know. seen, because and you guys see the same thing. When you go on social media and the, if anything with the Flash, people are all the comments are like, cancel the show. Why is the show still happening? Right. Or, you know, this is terrible. When I saw something for Armageddon, the, the, the responses were all, this is actually good. What? The Flash doing something good. How long has it been? You know, and it's like, I was shocked to see. I was shocked to see that. So I, I and I also saw people saying you just skipped the last two seasons. So I'm like, you know, okay. Clearly, there are people that understand how bad it's been. Mm-hmm. Whether or not those are the same people that are saying in this season it, it's been terrible and that this season is great. Obviously, that remains to be seen. But, but yeah, uh, it's just like the Prometheus season where with a uh, Arrow where exactly. Arrow. Was, also at bottom of the barrel. Maybe I don't think it was as bad it as Flash. Wasn't as bad yeah. It wasn't as, as bad as Flash. Flash now. Flash now is just, yeah. I, don't, I don't even. Yeah, it was complete. Because the villains, even though the villains weren't great, they're, you know, Damien Dark was still better than, you know, uh, Mirror Master, you know, whoever else we've had. Yeah. Like, jeez, Devoe. Yeah, and Devoe and whatnot. Yeah, because first, I, I, it's funny because like, it's one of those pick your battle things as a, as a podcast host. Part of me was like, maybe I should fight them on that. I don't know. Arrow's pretty bad. And then you named, you said. The foe, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm good." I'm gonna yeah, because what we're like, talking I'm about, like, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna sit this one out. Yeah, Cicada, I mean, who are we talking about in terms of the Arrow, the Dark Ages of Arrow villain? We're I mean, talking, we're talking like, Dark. Uh, you were talking like, uh, what's that, what was that guy? That tech guy? Oh yeah, Kane James. Yeah, I mean, he Kane was pretty James. bad. That was, yeah. but he was on the same level as, as Devo in right. terms of. I I'd agree villain. with that. I would agree with that. I agree. Yeah, but he, he was, was only he half was, season. Right? He was not. Yeah, he was half. I forgot who the 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 other big bad was that season, but right. Um, which shows you those seasons were just yeah, you just very forgettable. Yeah, very. I think Caden James was with um, was that with Diggle Arrow? I think that was with Diggle Arrow, right? Yeah, I think that was the same season. Yeah, 
Um, that was, I think that was the season before Prometheus. Was he? Was that the Prometheus season? Was he maybe the first half? Was that it the? Might have been. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Maybe Prometheus maybe. maybe in the the second, the second half. Yeah, it could be. Could um, be. I know we have Vigilante. We thought yeah, <laughs> that was the whole thing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it was never. It, Arrow never got consistently as bad as the Flash did, but mm-hmm. still, it could we could be a similar thing. And I don't think that this early thing will be nearly as good as the stuff we got from the Prometheus villain, but mm-hmm. uh, it could something be a similar. To, yeah, something to take note of, you know. Yeah, it's something to take note. Of. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I know I've been I didn't hear any reception, but I kept seeing some things. That I was like these pictures that people I'm like this seems like they're doing, it, some, they're doing some bold stuff here. I'm curious where this is going, you know. And this has been a crossover, so let's also keep that That's in true. mind. I mean, how much of that is being yeah. buoyed by, how much of the Flash yeah. is being buoyed by these other heroes? Yeah, yeah, and, and also, you know, you say crossover, also, you know, these other creators, you know, the creators of Batwoman and the creators yeah. of Legends or whoever else is involved in these shows. It's not just the Flash team that's doing yeah, it. Yeah, Black Lightning. Black Lightning, yeah, you know, so, so though I know Black Lightning's gone, I'm sure they, they're probably, their creators probably had some say or some at least some guidance. So, this is all the important things to know, but it's important to know that People have been liking that Armageddon series. I might have to uh, check it out uh, soon here. But let's uh, let's talk about uh, some some big news we got this week. It came from Kevin Feige. Very shocking. Kevin Feige doesn't really drop breaking news in random interviews. It's Directly just, from Feige. Yeah, it just it just doesn't happen. If he's doing it, he's going to be doing. He's breaking news. He's going to be some major announcement or some press release. Yeah, some Disney some Disney investor days, some pre- some presentation. These are the only times Kevin Feige breaks news when it comes to Marvel. He doesn't break news in random interviews. In fact, it's funny to see him play this like like it's like a game within a game in these interviews where these, you know, great reporters, shout out to Brandon Davis. I, I love his interviews with like uh for comic.com that he does with anybody, but you know, I think he talked to Kevin Feige today actually. Uh, where you know, he asks these questions and it's just Feige kind of playing this game of like saying things but saying nothing <laughs> so i was shocked that cinema cinema blend and shout out to them major scoop that they got here from kevin himself uh, when they asked him about uh the future of daredevil he said and i quote if you were to see daredevil in upcoming things charlie cox yes would be the actor playing daredevil where we see that how we see that when we see that remains to be seen so right there you know it's funny because people say you know was this an accurate description to say he confirmed that Charlie Cox's Daredevil, the MCU. I would argue that it is because yes. he says remain to be seen. I mean, it means it's going to be seen at some point, uh, you know, where and how and when is just something you have to wait for is all he's really saying in that quote. In some ways, again, he's still kind of playing a game within the game, even in those in that quote. But he's saying right there that Charlie Cox is Daredevil and that he's the actor that's being played and when, where and how remains to be seen. Um, I'll, I'll toss this to Kendall first. Are you surprised that he took this route to 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 say this? And why do you think he took this route? Cause I think you know we can go over you know assume maybe we'll talk to Sham like you know uh, what does it mean? The, yeah, the future for for Cox now that he's in the MCU officially. But like, just I, I think even more interesting is why is he doing this? And perhaps he may answer the second question. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I the. This isn't a surprise. This isn't a shock to hear that Daredevil is going to be named to you. I mean, I think a lot of us kind of expect he may or may not be in Spider-Man. And, you know, he may or may not be in Echo. Uh, We'll see what happens with Hawkeye. But we think that characters he's interacted with are almost certainly going to be in Hawkeye. So Mm -hmm. 
those so the idea that Charlie Cox is in Daredevil isn't or, or Charlie Cox is in the MCU isn't particularly newsworthy. But like you said, Kevin Feige uh announcing it is is an odd is an odd and surprising move. I mean I feel like the if you wanna the impetus, I mean the timing, it certainly has to do with Spider Man No Way Home, I would assume. Um I you know, obviously the movie's coming up now. Uh, in a couple weeks, uh, this comment obviously very recently uh, in the video, he's sitting next to Amy Pascal and they're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and Amy Pascal kind of grins and you know chuckles like <laughs> as if she knows when it, when when we're going to see Charlie Cox at some point. Right. Uh, and so it's it, it. I don't know. I mean, again, why he did it? That's that's almost. That's almost above my pay grade. It's above almost everybody's pay grade besides Kevin Feige. Because again, we don't even know all the things he juggles, what he knows may or may not be coming out. Um, he may know that press screenings are about to are about to start, and once people see the press screenings, they're gonna know probably Cox is in the movie. Right. So well, trying, my, trying to keep that from being spoiled. Yeah, me being like a major major spoiler. Like I'll just say Charlie Cox is gonna be in MCU because there's no point in hiding that hiding that fact. So. I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But even then, you know, they try. They tend to just let that stuff play itself out. So I don't know. Yeah, essentially, there's definitely an interesting um, way to look at it, Kendall. For for you, Sham, when you think about Charlie Cox's future in the MCU, now that he is the MCU's Daredevil, what do you want to see? Do you want to see a Daredevil movie? Do you want to see a Daredevil show? Would you prefer to see Daredevil just? Kind of be a piece of other projects. Other pro- what what do you want to see from from this uh, from this character being played by Charlie Cox? Um, I mean, I don't really have a preference when it comes to movie or show. I mean, I guess the more the merrier. So I d- I probably would say I definitely want to get a show just because it's more time. Right. Um, but. You know, really, however they however they feel is the best way to to introduce him and include him. Um, I mean, I'm good with that. Uh, I, it, it, with Charlie Cox, and I, I'm not necessarily well. I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that. Maybe he is on this level. I don't know. But I see when it comes to to, to on screen daredevils, like I see Charlie Cox and like how I see you and McGregor for like Obi Wan Kenobi. Interesting. You know, so, where it's like, <laughs> so does that make Ben Affleck Al Guinness? <laughs> well, don't disrespect Alec Guinness. Wow! <laughs> wow! I mean, I see more Batflick than Daredevil. And I'm sure Affleck would agree. But um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, but I, I, I would, I would say it's, it's, it's similar to that. So, in any, it, it, however you give me him as Daredevil, I don't have any problem with. There's no, that there is no thing of, will he be a good Daredevil? He well, is Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know that already. Oh, yeah. he yeah. is Daredevil. There are. All- a lot of people that would have had a big serious issue if he was not Daredevil. If they oh, tried right. to include any other one, any other yeah, Daredevil, say that's not my Daredevil. There would have been a big boycott. It would have been a big deal. It would have had a Snyderverse effect. It would have been a big issue, which is why I think John Berthold is going to be Punisher, and you know the list is going to go on in terms of the other people that are going to come back. So I mean, it's going to be an issue. So he is Daredevil. So the point. So it really is just a matter of. Um, you know, of um, of just finding the right place to to put him. You know, finding the right place to include him, the right stories. 
I think he he just fits. He just works better. Similar in the comics, he works better on a street level. Right. So putting right. in, yeah, really putting him in Avengers six or right. whatever. You know, I, I mean, should he be in Avengers six? I don't know. Right. I don't right. know. I won't be screaming from the rooftops yeah. if he's not. Because I don't know if he should. And we don't, we don't know. And we don't know what the story is for the next. Event. Yeah, we don't know what the story is. Depends on what the threat is. I'm not saying he can't be have a few scenes, or he can't investigate something going on in Hell's Kitchen or whatever, um, that may have an effect on the storyline. But I don't see him fighting Thanos or Thanos is Captain America on any level. Falcon. <laughs> well, they're human. I mean, Falcon's not even a super soldier. I mean, I think the closest comparison is probably like Star Lord, who's not who. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess he's or like or like Batman in the Justice League, right? Yeah, right. or Batman. Yeah. yeah, that's that's honestly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, Hawkeye was out there. Yeah, Hawkeye was out there. Yeah, I mean, well, Hawkeye. That's, that's <laughs> so, I mean, that's those are all the questions. But again, but, but, human. but then, but then it's a lot of people saying, "Well, that's a joke." You know, yeah, and yeah. I don't know what to say to that. You know, so at least in Black Widow, they said, "Oh, she's genetically genetically you know, superior." superior. Yeah, but I don't know. If she's genetically superior to Daredevil, right? <laughs> exactly. So I don't. I don't want to start that fight. I don't know if that's a fight for people, but um, but yeah, look, I mean, that, that, that's all I'm saying. So do do you guys how think, feel like it works? Do you guys think, EJ, that like mm-hmm. will do you do you think that it will be connected to the Netflix? Because we know that. Yeah. Well, we I mean, we think that. We'll see Vincent D'Onofrio right. in Hawkeye. We don't and, know. And this was not confirmed by Feige. Yeah, that, that he, he, didn't, he didn't touch he that. Touched that. He didn't yeah, touch he didn't that. touch that. And that may be part of the timing that as well. That may be part Spider-Man. of it as well. You know, D'Onofrio. Yeah, and once that happens, the cast is completely out of it. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you can't do D'Onofrio and not do yeah, cops. If D'Onofrio shows up in a yeah. couple of days when, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, when the next yeah. episode of Hawkeye comes out. And that's a that's whole other cat. To to, to 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 sort of deal with. So, what do you? How do you feel about whether or not this will be connected to that prior universe? That's a great. That's a great question. I feel like, I mean, per, I mean personally, there is a like they created a mythos and a backstory that is iconic in my opinion when it comes to superhero live action. So, I would love for that backstory to just simply be canon. I don't know. I don't expect that because I feel like Kevin and his and the team over at Marvel, like they they want to have complete autonomy of the narrative of the story they want to tell. They don't want to be they don't be they don't be tethered to anything that they didn't create. Now I do think it says a lot that Feige, because you know you know Charlie Cox, like like we gotta understand like we you know that whole the thing with the daredevil embargo lifting like if if you know we know now that cox is is daredevil moving forward and he's gonna be in spider-man and all that stuff I mean, that means that when that thing expired like he cox was hired immediately like it it, it does speak to how much it speaks to because uh, you know all this stuff takes time to put this in to make this work so to get this timeline and him to be daredevil this fast potentially have uh d'onofrio as kingpin this early this fast tells you that they've they 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 had a very clear respect for what was established so there there may be a chance that they will say yeah if you watch that daredevil show that's that's that is what's happening even if they say okay it's not canon per se because like we we don't have the same electra or something like that but like but like it but like that all that stuff happened in this universe just it may some people may look different or whatever, but I like, don't think that oh what you saw was something that isn't true. It's possible. I think that it's, it's like a prologue. 
Right, yes. It could be a prologue to whatever they want to do with him. Not that they'll say, oh, we're going to you know, talk about this story or, or work on this story thread that they're working on. They, you know, they they might not do that. But, you know, Poindexter, I think, could definitely still be bullseye, you know. Like, I think, like, those are things that seems like they're committed to doing. But, you know, the question is, you know, will they say that these stories are, that they, that thing we saw is just connected to everything that's happening in the MCU because of so much of New York City being, you know, central part to it, you know, with Spider-Man, with stuff that we've seen with Avengers, of course. Now we're seeing with Hawkeye, though Hawkeye is, is venturing now with adding potentially a Daredevil character and Kingpin, you know, I, I think that that may be where they, they kind of say, okay, we're, it's kind of ours, but kind of just there's inspiration for what was done before, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be that's going to be an interesting thing to, to sort of to sort of navigate, because you've got I mean, obviously that material is is, you know, not suitable for what Disney Plus is now. We we've heard recent reports that Bob Chapek is a little bit more open to mature content being on Disney Plus and the Disney brand, whereas Iger for prefers a more family friendly Disney brand. Um, Which, by the way, didn't Iger's didn't Iger didn't they announce Iger recently? Did they? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not Chapek uh, on the on the board on the board. Yeah, on like, the board, it's not. Yeah, like, that's huge. That, that'd be huge news. That's not <laughs> but it, it's it's another <laughs> it's another lady. Um, I forgot her As name. Chairman of the board, or just chairman of the board? Yeah, interesting. Who I guess is a I think I guess is the head of the CEO. Right, the board right. kind of dictates yeah, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So just get just give yeah, give the Chief board the board is kind of employees the CEO. Oversight sense. Yeah, it's know? very weird. Yeah. Yeah, they, they give Chapek some oversight. Yeah, similar to how you know how they got Norman Osborn. Exactly, out. you know. And, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. You're right about that. You're out, Norm. Because if there's if if you're the chairman of the board, then there is no oversight. You you own. Yeah, yeah like Vince. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You see how you see how uh, he doesn't. Have, how, right. right. It's like you see how something like Spider Man, uh, that movie when that come out, like how it taught us about you know you know corporate. Yeah. And capitalism, yeah. even at a young age. I mean, Shamari using that Norman Osborn analogy just literally just Open crystallized everything for me. I was like, yeah, no, he's 100% right. That's exactly what this is. Um, and that's how everything is. And Kendall said, Vince McMahon, again, same thing. Like, he's a German lord, therefore he can't, he's untouchable. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. so it's, uh, so yeah, you're right. It's, it's very, that's very funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have, you have that, those guys having a difference of opinion in terms of how Disney should be. Uh, Disney Plus also should be utilized going forward. Um, but, you know, I mean, there have been reports that we're going to see a Daredevil series at some point. The Marvel's working on it. If that's the case, will it be, you know, PG-13 as opposed to the rated R show that we got on, on Netflix? Um, and then, like you said, I mean, what, who, who is, are they, are we going to take all of it or are we going to take some of it when it comes to I mean, know, I mean, Kristen Ritter is a is a is a is a first round pick, you know. Mike Holtz yeah. is a first round pick, you know. We mentioned John Bernthal. I mean, he's a number one overall pick kind of oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's easy. one overall pick. Yeah. The only the only thing about Bernthal is, I, I mean, I have continued to think that I think he'd be a great Wolverine. But if you don't pick Wolverine, then obviously the Punisher is one hundred percent where he's got to be. So and there's, and there's this mixed bag because we talk about Ben Jones. Look, I mean, those are the best Ben Jones, but not a first round pick. So no, if no, you no, say. No. You know, not a priority sort of actor they need. You feel like you need to bring back. So, do you say we're bringing back all the defenders except Iron Fist? 
You know, I mean, and you could do and that. Yeah. Then the whole short material that people are going back to is going to be kind of confusing. And that's where the whole what's canon and what are we keeping in terms of story from a story standpoint, what makes sense? Because then, you know, you mentioned great points about these other actors and, um, you know, uh, who they bring back, who they don't. Something, someone like Marshall Ali, remember, he was in the Netflix show. You know, he was, he was, right, a, main, exactly. he was a main villain in <laughs> Luke Cage. Yeah, and he's yeah. a whole different person in yeah. the MCU. He's going to be Blade. He is Blade. You know, so, so like, so, like, so was that Cotton, like, this Cotton Mouth, is he, <laughs> you know, was he a figure in New York City? Is that still a thing? If you do Luke Cage and it's still Mike Coulter or, you know, that's that's where you probably say, okay, well, that's probably where, why it makes sense to for them to distance themselves from the canon, but still move forward with these characters kind of having the same characterization as you saw from the Netflix show. Like, that to me is probably where that happy medium comes in. But there's some logistical things that, again, you just, like, like how do you explain that, you know? You know, and, and like someone yeah. like, you know, it's funny because someone like, I don't know if you guys saw last week, but there was a, a story. It wasn't a story, but it was just an interesting interview from Jessica Henwick. Uh, and of course, yeah. she's, in the new, she's in the new Matrix movie. And she said that yeah. she was offered uh, she was offered a job in the MCU and she turned it down because she was doing Matrix. She couldn't do both. Yeah, she said Shang-Chi. People yeah, Shang-Chi. assumed it was uh, the, the Katie role that went right. to Aquafina. Um, Could have been somebody else, but that's the I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. What do you, so you the, think it was? What do you think it was the sister? I think it could. I think it definitely could have been the sister because I'm not because Aqua because not to get into a whole thing with Shang Chi, but Aquafina brought a certain level of star power to that movie that they needed. Not to say that Jessica Henwick isn't a great actress. I think she's really good, really good. But I'm talking about just star power. I don't know if I don't see like, like they needed they needed an Aquafina. They needed that they needed that Asian American figure in this movie to market it the way they wanted to market it. So I, I just you don't you can't replace her with Jessica Henwick. She's not the kind of I mean kind of to be fair, she didn't say that this was only auditioning. So I mean she said that, you know, she was that the, neither studio would let them <laughs> would let her audition for both. So that so she was like, I had to pick one to audition for and I picked Matrix. Maybe yeah. she do. I'm not getting this role. I almost would argue that I would have been surprised if Aquafina had to audition to get the role she got. I agree with that too. That's what it sounds like. I mean, so maybe. that's why that's why I feel like you know I know I know I saw most people saying that it was Katie. I'm well, perhaps I'm in the minority. I, I don't think it was. I don't. The only reason I don't think it was the sister is because, like, it, I think Jessica Henwick is mixed, right? Yes. Uh, yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why. I, don't, I mean, she doesn't look like she could be. Uh, yeah, well, on sad, sadly, when it comes to representation of people of color in Hollywood, accuracy <laughs> is not necessarily the the, the thing that's uh, that's most important. And, yeah. and to be fair, it seems yeah. like Marvel. And to be fair, it looked like Marvel did a very good job with everything they did with Shang Chi. But that doesn't mean that there were some parts where they were willing to bend the rules for people that they maybe sure. liked. You know, because like Jessica Henwick is a much bigger star than than the, the the young woman who played his sister. You know, so, you know, it's, you know, would they have bended the rules for Jessica to make this work? You know, who knows? Um, but that, and the reason I bring that up is because, you know, okay, well, she was a Netflix character. You know, yeah. she was, and, you know, and again, you know, Kai Moff and Kylie Wing, these are not nobody. Like, these are, these are very important people to these various Netflix characters. Yeah, so, if you're going to continue to expand, you would assume that some of these characters may eventually show up. Yeah, you want to keep them around. <laughs> you know, so, like, 
so that 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 becomes or even just keeping the continuity because you know what happened with Cottonmouth, like right. okay, well, like but like he like he, hockey he can't be Blade now, so so it's again that's it's a kind of ends up being an interesting game, um, and it, it makes me fascinated and excited to just see what's coming about. I mean, this is a day that you know a lot of people have been waiting for it. You know, when we think about just the sadness it was when it was officially announced that you know Daredevil was canceled, just the outrage that it caused. Uh, you know, in some ways because we kind of know this is happening, it's maybe not the the full circle like congratulations celebration moment that it should be for all these fans that fought so hard to bring him back, uh, at least to push people to bring him back. But I hope that they do kind of take that victory lap because this is uh, really awesome news. I'm really happy. I think if Marvel could go back, I think they fans. would this earlier, but. I don't think I think they wanted it to be a surprise, but it's not a surprise anymore. So yeah, I think they they I think they underestimated they underestimated their ability they underestimated their ability to keep this under wraps. Yeah, so, so many insiders or, or like, over hey, overestimated better. overestimated. I'm sorry, that's the best better word. They overestimated yeah. their ability to keep this under wraps. Yeah, I mean, because they would have announced this, they could announce this a year ago, and people would have lost their mind. Yeah, oh my but god! They said, you told they said that Daredevil was in Spider Man, but it did, especially Disney Investor Day. If they would have done it then, when they had that big presentation virtually, if they would have showed Spider-Man No Way Home and said, they didn't mention that movie in the thing, but if they did, and said Charlie Cox is going to come back, or if they said it in She-Hulk or something like that, that would have been more of a spoiler. But that would have, people would have lost their minds. But instead, they had to be coy about it. You know, people, we assumed that they were talking about Daredevil in certain certain instances, but mm-hmm. um, but now we know, you know, yeah. where he's going to show. We don't know. Again, is he in She-Hulk? I tend to think this is bumps up the possibility. Um, I definitely think You that. know, I don't think it's a guarantee, but... 100%. 100,000. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing he's oh, going to okay. be in it. I'm just saying it definitely bumps up the possibility. All right. Yeah, yeah. the possibility is, is... Yeah, I agree. The possibility is risen exponentially after today. Yeah, like Kevin mm-hmm. Feige openly... Because, again, I mean, yeah, he was talking about it during a Sony thing, but, I mean, he's, he says the MCU, so not to say a Spider-Man No Way Home is not the MCU, but, you know, like... Like... If Kevin Feige's saying it, it feels you don't feel like Charlie Cox. He's not he's not working for Amy Pascal, you know. Like he's working right. sounds like he's working for Marvel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that we may see him in Spider Man, but beyond that, we're going to see him in other Marvel properties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this new movie we have coming out in 2022, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part One. It is the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And we got our first look at this movie um, where, you know, it's, it's again, it's hard to call it a trailer. You know, again, I don't know really what to call it, but they gave us a little uh, minute and a half. They called it a look. Yeah, it's like a first a look. first look, I guess, yeah, is the best way to do it. Um, an update to, you know, where Miles Morales is at in his life, and it's him, you know, in his room, uh, sitting, just enjoying himself when he uh, suddenly is... Uh, you know, approached by none other than Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen herself. Uh, of course, voiced by uh, by Haley Steinfeld, Shamik Moore, of course, still voicing Miles Morales. And you know, he seems confused as to how she he even made it back into her universe because you know, at the end of the last movie, of course, you know, all, all the people went back to their own universes, and she kind of then tells her that, like, you know. There's an adventure to be out there, and let's go uh, go see what's out there. And we get a little bit of a peek of him going see other people. We see him, of course, come across Spider Man 2099, who's voiced by Oscar Isaac. Um, I, I I thought this was kind of a it was a very interesting 
look at a movie. I don't know if I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I, I, for superhero movies, I can't remember the last time this was the vessel to show their first footage of a movie. I guess it's kind of similar to Black Adam, what we saw from Black Adam earlier uh, this 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 fall. But um, right. yep. But uh, but I guess I'll go to you, Sham. Uh, what did you What do you think of uh, one this uh this this title, this fact that there's a part one, and this footage that we got to see. I love it. I love that this is a part one. I can't wait. It got me so excited. Um, this is still probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, You're not alone. But I, so yeah, I mean, I, I think this is this is fantastic news. So that just on on its own is fantastic news. And I thought the footage we got was also fantastic. Um, you know, looks like it's going. It looks, it looks like things are going even crazier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in terms of the universes and the blending and this Spider-Man and that Spider-Man, and it's like, all right, it's just yep. So just keep going, <laughs> continue going down the rabbit hole. It's like things are just going to keep going crazy. Uh, so Miles a little older, Gwen's a little older. You know. I like how they're setting up the meetup, you know, I don't know if that scene's going to stay the same or if they're going to tweak that a bit or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, they, they got, this is a formula that's working right now. This is, it, it works completely, you know, who knows who we'll see in this, in the, in uh, this next movie. And this came out of nowhere. I was a pleasant surprise. Um, and yeah, I just, I have nothing negative, nothing bad to say. It's just, it's, it's all everything just a plus same art style same everything it's, it's good I, I want more all right ringing endorsement from sham from what he saw kendall what is your uh thoughts on this first look at spider-man across the spider-verse uh yeah i mean i was i was excited um i you know i mean when when, it, when i found out that there was a trailer uh where there was a, there was gonna be footage i was i mean i was like you guys very surprised but um, I guess I shouldn't be considering we've got a Spider-Man movie coming out soon. So, um, while this isn't a official trailer, so I don't know if it's going to play before the movie, uh, for marketing purposes, it still sort of makes sense to get you ready for what's going to be Sony's, not next things we have Morbius, but what's going to be Sony's, you know, being after Morbius. Next, next spot, yeah, exactly. And next, yeah, like, things exactly. Are promoted, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, this was, I mean, this was great great to see um from what i've heard it sounds like that's gonna be the opening scene of the movie um so that'll that was an interesting again an interesting sort of way to to show that off um but yeah i mean this i mean this movie you know i mean I, i'm just excited to see more with more of it you know i'm excited to see what more of the conflict will be obviously we saw spider it's you know spider-man 2099 um and and that, that you said that's oscar isaac right um yes so that yeah, that's gonna be that'll that'll be exciting to see. And then, I mean, I look, I trust Lord and Miller. You know, they did an excellent job with the first one, as well as the rest of the 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 crew um, and the cast, of course. But yeah, I mean, this this should, this should be exciting. Yeah, it really should. It really should be exciting. Um, I I I tell you what, I I really I really enjoyed um, what we saw from this. Shout out to <laughs> Swaley and Post Malone. I hope they continue to get. Uh, a great check. <laughs> um, it's crazy how that song just became so synonymous with this film, and to open to open this 
clip with that him listening to that song again in his room with his headphones on. It's such like an iconic, to me, it's really, it's like an iconic kind of visual uh, when we think of just like this film, which I think is, like, you know, like, you know, I never forget when we watched that, you know, 40 minutes or so we saw at Comic-Con, I said that this is a game changer and this is going to, you know, really have an impact that can't really be described until people actually see it. And that music and that song, and so much of the music in this film is like part of that. So hitting you over the face with that just to start, I thought was, you know, super great. It makes you wonder, like, is this old? And then you realize it's new, but to continue with what we saw. Um, I, I agree. I like that, you know, the, the, just the, the, the tweak, the stylistic tweets in terms of the art to, to show that Miles is a little older. You know, he looks a little more buff. He's a little taller. You know, it's like it's like very minor things, but after you've seen a whole movie where he looked, you know, smaller, he was like a little kid. It's uh, you know, it's a lot. And Gwen, you know, looks older as well. It's um, it's like to see these things, but also see that there's nuance in how they they show it. It's not so obvious. It's kind of you know great. If you ever live with a high school kid, and I you know lived with three of them, uh, all you guys are graduating from high school now, but you kind of see these changes. Sometimes like you don't know, and then one day you're like, oh my god, they're so old now. But it's like. The changes are gradual, so I think that they they see you see that in these character models that they that they did. Um, yeah, it seems like this is gonna get crazy. I think the title "Across the Spider Verse" suggests that this movie is not necessarily gonna be a movie where we're just living in Miles's world in Brooklyn in his universe. I think we're gonna probably see him in Gwen's universe, which we know looks very different than his universe from an artistic standpoint. That's a creative choice that they make. Of course, we're gonna see him. You know, dabble. Uh, you know, dangle with uh, with Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and who else, whoever else we may see him uh, get involved with. So, I think for for one, this being two parts is really neat. Um, I you know for an animated movie, I don't know if I can't remember an animated movie that's done that before, where they said immediately this is part one of a two part story that we're telling, but. I think I consider, considering the the large scale that it seems like they're going to be going with this film, it makes sense for them to put this as a multiple part movie. So you don't end up trying to just rush through every single, you know, story arc for the sake of time. You know, the fact that you're making it a two part movie allows you to let things breathe. It's a very smart idea, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna reiterate. This is just a good, a good idea. Um, now, mind you, um, you know, I'm sure the animators, the people are working double time. Hopefully, not crunch. Hopefully, not being crunched to death. <laughs> animating this two part uh, movie. Um, the first one wasn't too long, so hopefully, it's just like making one long movie. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just a, a fantastic idea. Um, I could have I could have easily gone to see a part two of the first one if they split that up. <laughs> Definitely. Two parts. Yeah. You know, I, well, I it's, it's, it's funny. It. In some ways, I feel like we kind of did because when we saw the first, you know, again, however much we saw, you know, yeah. half hour or 45 minutes, you know, it, like it felt like you watched the first half of this crazy experience and you wanted to continue. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I totally I totally agree. I don't think they'll be showing any. um screenings like that again i think this has gotten too big <laughs> but i doubt that they'll have a, a thing where you see early screening at a comic-con with just fans who can just sit there and watch though who knows you never know but um I mean, 
Like yeah, and, this uh, became a cultural phenomenon that I don't know if anybody expected uh, before anybody saw it. Once again, I saw it. I knew what was coming. This I'm like, this is gonna change the game. Right. And um, and Sony's really catching on Spider Man because we got the the game comes out the following year as well. That's Spider Man Two game. That yeah. also has Miles and Peter. So I mean, this is just where it's just every it's just it seems like yearly Spider Man content is coming yeah. out. I believe I don't, I don't know if it was uh, I don't know who said it. If it was Lord oh, Miller, yeah. or if it was I don't know if it was, if it was Lord and Miller or if it was Pascal, but I know someone from Sony was asked about you know where does Tom Holland fit into this animated world you're doing? And they're like, well, he is the, the Spider Verse is everything, so he exists. He, he you know the, what we see in this MCU Spider Man is part of the Spider Verse. What that means for whatever future Tom Holland may have in the animated movies or or what or what uh especially what thing what miles future has as well because it was asked kind of from both perspectives and again they said miles is part of the spider-verse which includes tom holland spider-man so um that's important to to hold on to as well of course he may not be the only miles in fact it's likely he isn't the only miles so so yeah it's just a it's a it is interesting i do feel like this movie has gotten so popular and, and and the franchise is so popular it would uh, to me I, I think it would make sense especially as miles grows older if you did want to have you know tom holland pass the torch onto somebody it would make sense for that person to be you know this spider-man if you somehow brought him into the live action world i think that that would uh s- kind of similar to how, not not the same but similar to how they did it in the comics through the secret wars uh storyline that you know made miles part of the full continue the, the, the main continuity if if we came into a new spider-man in the main mcu that we already had a long backstory with that we saw through this incredible storytelling with these animated movies it would go a long way you know to, to making people kind of gravitate to him of course it's not gonna be Shmeek more because he's you know much older but it was still you know whether it's just a young person playing that same character it would uh it would still go it would still it would still be a big deal i think it would still work in many ways mm-hmm. yeah no doubt so it's going to be it's going to be uh i can't wait to see this movie i mean this is one of my most anticipated movies um for next for next year for sure october 7th is when we'll be able to see spider-man across the spider-verse you know prayers so you know hoping that we don't have any delays in movies of course this is an animated movie so in terms of releasing there's nothing that i think a pandemic would really change too much but you never know just in terms of safety and health uh if something happens that would make this movie delayed let's hope we get it on time what we saw early on i think is uh is quite uh, encouraging for sure let's uh let's talk about some other news regarding some marvel stuff and we talked a little bit about shang chi earlier and uh this was news that i think um, was probably expected, but you know it was good to kind of have it official or at least you know finally reported as such. It, it, we learned that um, that, uh, that 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 Destin Daniel Creighton, who of course directed the first Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings film, will be uh, writing and directing the sequel to that film as part of an overall deal he assigned with Marvel Studios and Onyx Collective that will also include him working on an MCU Disney Plus series, uh, that to which we don't know the title of that, though I think if you watch Shang-Chi, The Ten Rings is, as an organization, is something that was definitely pitched as something we will see moving forward. 
And the first guess I would have would be that that would be the project he's working on for Disney Plus, but only time will tell from that regard. Uh, Creighton said, quote, uh, working on Shang-Chi with Kevin and Marvel Studios team was one of the highlights of my life, and I couldn't be more excited about Tara's vision for Onyx Collective. I couldn't wait to explore new stories and build new worlds with this community. Uh, Kevin Feige ended up saying Destin is an amazing collaborator who brings who brought a unique perspective and skill to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We had a fantastic time working together on the film, and he has so many intriguing ideas for stories to bring to life on Disney+. Plus. So we're thrilled to expand our relationship with him and can't wait to get started. So Kendall, the deal is done. We're getting Shang-Chi as a sequel. We're getting a, a, Disney, Plus, a Disney Plus series that's going to be led by the creator of the Shang-Chi movie. How do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, I'm excited. You know, I think I think Shang-Chi 2 was a, uh, you know, I don't want to say it was an inevitability, but it would seem like it was, it was, we were heading in that direction. You know, there was a lot of smoke of, you know, people saying, oh, they underperformed, or this and that, but I think we all knew it was a fun movie that a lot of people enjoyed. Um, and regardless of whatever box office metric or whatever you want to use, uh, it was a positively received movie. Uh, so, um, I, I, you know, I think that that's, that's something that, uh, certainly deserves a sequel. Uh, I think there's a lot of stories they could tell, um, where they go. I have absolutely no idea. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure they, I'm sure they have a better idea, uh, particularly since they've announced it, uh, or they at least they've greenlit it so soon. Um, in terms of a, a Disney plus series, I agree. You know, I think that this is the 10 rings, uh, will return, you know, thing that they showed at the, <laughs> the end of the movie. Um, they even had a logo, like a logo and stuff. I'm like, oh, so yeah, this is in development. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it reminds you of the deal that Coogler signed, you know, in terms of him doing a, you know, obviously Black Panther coming back, but also, uh, you know, Disney Plus projects involving Wakanda. For him, it seemed like there may be multiple Disney Plus projects. Maybe one involves Namor. Maybe one involves, you know, that that that's on top of the Wakanda stuff. But um, maybe one involves. Maybe one of them is Ironheart, for all you know. But um, but in terms of uh, Daniel Creighton, I mean, it's it's you know, you would assume again, it would assume be the Ten Rings. In terms of what that show could be, um, you know, I'm wondering if it may be almost like you know, the, uh, the Godfather Two, where it's like. They show you the current, the current regime as well as flashbacks to the, to the ancient, you know, or the old time, old school regime, and kind of go back and forth between the Wen Wu character uh, and Shang Chi's sister. So, I, I mean, I think that that that's the, that's probably the most, uh, you know, palatable and most interesting story they could tell. But if not, it could just be, you know, a continuation of what we saw, you know, at the end of the movie. I wouldn't be like super locked in on just that premise, I would have to see more. Um, but if you told me that we're going to see, if we're getting Wen Wu stories as well, then yeah, I'm locked in on that premise. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Sham, are you are, are you on board with a with this project being the Ten Rings project for, uh, for, for Destin? And um, what do you want to see for a sequel for Shang-Chi? Um... Uh... 
I'm not I'm I'm not sure as far as what I would want to see for a sequel. I mean, I know they left off. They had a pretty cool cliffhanger at the end of um the first movie. Um Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I I mean to be I mean to be honest, I don't know again, I don't know as much about Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what stories there are to tell. <laughs> you know, full disclosure. So, so I'm open to anything. Uh, you know, if, if they want to team them up with somebody, I know they like to do that, but I'd be fine if they didn't. If there are other stories that they have to tell, other villains, other characters that he he that he scraps with, um, you know, that they want to introduce, I'm cool with that as well. Um, uh, Dustin did a fantastic job. Dustin Daniel Creighton did a fantastic job with the first one, so I would, you know, I think he, I I trust him to do the sequel. As well as as well as these series series if he's doing more more than one. I would be very surprised if this is if his sequel is not some level of a team up movie. I agree with that. I think I think that the the post credit scene. I feel like the post credit scene introducing him to you know the some of the major players in the MCU was part of starting that process Mm -hmm. of understanding. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Shang Chi in other movies. I mean, the marketing for this for this uh, digital release, they call him the newest Avenger. Yeah, you know, there's nothing about the movie yeah. uh, outside of the post credit. Yeah, no, no, there's no question. He's gonna be on the Avengers. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, there there was any doubt for that. But yeah, you, was, I say, and I was gonna say even before that uh, that thing that was that that you know that newest Avenger thing. I think if you watch that movie and again after it ended. It was clear he was going to be part thing, of the like, Avengers. Nothing about that movie prior to prior to the prior to the post credit stuff. Not, prior to the credits rolling, there's nothing in that movie that suggests he's an Avenger. Mm-hmm. But I think gets, I think uh, but I think the post credit is what. Yeah, exactly. Like that, right, we right. realize now. Like that's that was the sole purpose of that post credit is to explain when he's showing up in Avengers movies what the uh, you know what where where that where this comes from. But it, it's right. it's just interesting that they. You know, yeah. That they, they they decided that's the way we're gonna and, do it. And, and you know, the Avengers may feel like they have to bring him into the fold because just to keep ten rings close. You know, you know, it's 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 much about him as much as it is also about just what those ten rings can mean and what they can do and how dangerous they are. And if he's gonna be in possession of them, one, it makes him super powerful, but also something that you don't want to see in other hands of other people. And you can help that by keeping them close. It would make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to think that the, if in terms of ideas for the sequel, you know, you could get. I mean, we talked about you know, let's we talked to, about let's go, to Lun, let's go to Kun Lun. Yeah, do we go to Kun Lun? Do let's we go to Kun Lun, man? Cast right. Iron Fist, and bring back Finn Jones. Obviously, the possibility. You put Charlie Cox in there. It's possible. Um, you know, I I you know I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna make Charlie Cox Colson. Where he just shows up and everything, but uh, <laughs> Sorry. but but you know it's possible. Do, do um, we see him collaborate with someone like Moon Knight? In Moon Knight's a possibility. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that want to see the 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 Agents of Atlas, uh, which yeah. is like you know the a lot of the Asian characters in 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 the Marvel universe. Will Jimmy Woo be a part of that? Yeah. Um, you know that the uh, do we get our introduction to Amadeus Cho? Uh, so those are uh, possibilities as well, you know. 
Yeah, does, Kamala, does Kamala Khan be a part of that? You know, that's a possibility. Um, you know, she was also a member at one point. Yeah, there's a, there's a you know, there's a. <laughs> they they got places to go. I think we all agree because Shang Chi is you know, you know, history and canon isn't as familiar to everyone else. It, it may feel like, uh, well, what do they do? It's like, well, there's stuff they can do. We might not, we might not be as familiar with it, but they're gonna find something. But, you know, considering, you know, the effort and the push that they're giving Shang-Chi, like I said, he's going to be a, an Avenger. He's a, he's a part of the future, you know. And, um, you know, it's like when, you know, Jalen Rose talks about, you know, a basketball team and, you know, you think, oh, next year it's like, we gonna, you know, we're a bad team. We're just going to get rid of everybody. He's like, oh, no, there's certain people on the team where it's like, I don't know what's happening, but he's he going to be on the team next year. <laughs> That's kind of where yeah. Shang-Chi is at. Where I don't, I don't know what's happening to anybody else, but he's he going to be on the Avengers. He, he's going to be involved with these other people. You know, now how successful is it is up to Marvel and, and up to the creators that are tasked with it. And, you know, of course, you know, it's up to Simu to, to, to make that work. But, but you know, there's no question where we're going with this. So this was just the kind of cherry on top. I'm happy that uh, that uh, Destin's getting this opportunity. Um, I thought he did a really solid job with the first movie. I thought it was a really nice, really solid uh, origin story. Marvel doesn't necessarily do origin stories the best all the time. Um, and I thought they did a pretty solid job. In some ways, I think origin stories can be a little boring. I'll be honest. Um, when I, I think when we go, we, yeah. I think because we've gotten so it's almost like a, you know, a fat kid that gets too much cake. Not fat kid. That's not nice. But you know, somebody that gets too much candy. You know, that's maybe better. Like a kid getting too much candy, <laughs> and you know, and you know, we got too much candy with Endgame and Civil War, and you know, all these characters converging and stuff, and these crazy moments that you know, sometimes these origin stories are just like okay. We gotta learn. We gotta see their journey where they're a normal person, and then okay, now we gonna see them rise up. When they're gonna actually be a hero? Okay, finally at the end they're a hero. Sometimes, like, and those journeys are important and they're and they're great. But sometimes we kind of get we take it for granted a little bit. So I you know I feel yeah. like Chang Chi was like a great example of like being able to say okay, no, they they did an origin. It was so much a lot about us learning this kind of character's journey and backstory things like that. But they made it entertaining. They made it uh, worthwhile. So so the it's, other it's, it's, it's good that they're doing this. The other, the other character that could be this is this is a this is more of a crackpot, you know, out way out there theory. Oh boy, right. of something that we we I mean we talked about it on the show a long time ago. But you know, I'm just I'm just going back to old old reports that we've gotten and, and trying to connect dots. But another character that's been talked about. Uh, oh, I know Shamari is going to vaguely remember this. Oh yeah, this would be good. Uh, was uh, Hero and Baymax from Big Hero Six? Oh, right. oh wow! Whether or sure. not those characters go from the Pixar or not Pixar, but Disney animated format and go to the MCU? That was a big story last year. Is do they play a role in maybe a Shang Chi sequel? I believe they're in San Francisco. Or maybe Fran- San Francisco over there. I don't think it's a real, but I think they're supposed to be in San Francisco. Do they play a role in a Shang Chi? I mean, because you were talking about making money. If you're just talking about just making money, Kendo, is there a wanna... live action Baymax? Kendo, do you want to see Hero in, in Baymax and Shang Chi? That would. That too. I mean, that would. Now you're talking about. All right, now we can start. We don't need the China. We don't need China. You know, they were worried about the box office and China, the domestic. Numbers. But Kendall, then you have people like me that are like, so is so who is this movie for now? So we're putting Hero <laughs> in, in, in Baymax in Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. So, 
So who is this movie for? Am I going to see a Pixar, no am I going to see a Pixar movie or am I just going to wait until and, it's and, and and sorry to the audience as I remain silent here, but I once again I've still never seen Big Hero 6, which I know Kendall oh, was more fri- they fried yeah. me on months ago when they when we talked about this story yeah. that it was a story on New Generation Hero Talk and I am here today I've not seen it yet. Yeah, man, but you definitely I, see I, it. I, that's, I mean, I'll put that I'll make that one of my assignments. I got I got to watch this movie cuz they say it's, an it's good, movie, especially Why, those superhero movies. Hero movie, yeah, uh, yeah, you like it, absolutely. Yeah. But um, I'm just throwing out that as you know, we may we'll have to come back to this podcast maybe a year a year from now we, if we find out that Baymax is going to be in the movie. Baymax, they're not putting Baymax in the MCU. Hey, look, man. So look, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to, if you don't have an idea for Chang Chi Two yet, and you want to make the most amount of money. Besides Wolverine, Baymax will make you that. Money. Baymax will fit in Spider Verse. <laughs> oh, Baymax! It's funny. Kevin Feige has so many. He probably has so many resources of people to tell him how he can make the most money. But Kendall is here saying that I'm the person you need to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to make the most money, no, you know what I mean. You know, resources that Kevin Feige probably has of telling him about how much money gets made. Yeah, but Kendall. I know. I know you work in the analytics world, and uh, you, you know. I mean. You know, analyze people if he has when it comes to what makes the most money. <laughs> they're doing, but they doing a lot of, they're running a lot of numbers. Ken's like, I don't know about all that stuff, but I'm telling you right now, this Baymax is the answer. I ran no numbers. <laughs> um, really quickly, yeah, it's not on our rundown, but this is Marvel related. Yeah, there is there was a report from the direct that one of the villains of Ant Man Three, Quantum Mania, is going to be Modok. I did see that. What do you guys think? Buy or sell? I saw- uh, I buy that he needs to be. I mean, you know, uh, we mentioned that. earlier Kang being the villain of of Ant Man seems very odd, right? <laughs> you know that the way Kang was introduced in Loki, it, this seems above Ant Man's pay grade, above Wasp's pay grade. Now he's he could be in the movie, but that's who they're fighting. I don't. That's a very quick fight the way I see it. Yeah. So, so, Modok being okay, that makes more sense. Yes, that 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 seems like something that would make more sense. It's actually interesting. I saw someone post that. You know, remember Paul Rudd had reportedly wrote a script that included Modok as the villain, and then you know obviously they said they weren't doing that script, and they they you know this movie had a lot of pre-production problems. Um, before they landed on what they landed on, and somebody's like, "Okay, well, did part of Paul Rudd's script actually get kept? Because you know, this, his story was centered around Modok as the villain, which I thought was an interesting perspective. I think that I think that Modok works great because I think Modok, you know, Ant Man, you know, a lot of uh, you know, unlike Venom, that where it feels out of place. I mean, comedy is a great part of Ant Man's uh, you know franchise, and you know, Modok." is like super dangerous, but he's like, he's a clown. I mean, he's like, no, yeah. take some serious. Very cartoony. Yeah. yeah. And like, what better character that they have on the MC roster to deal with someone as cartoonish as Modoc, while also still being legitimately dangerous than Ant-Man. I think he's a perfect fit. So I, I dig it. And I believe that that is still the case that he will be the villain. Cause it, cause Kang being the villain just still doesn't make sense. I'm not saying Kang's definitely gonna be in it. Cause Marvel said he's in it, but, I'm saying him as the main villain, you know, the way that that like is inter- that is, uh, directly interacting with Ant- with you know, with Ant Man again. That that don't I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. I don't see why Kang's wasting his time with Ant Man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I mostly feel the same way. I mean, seeing how they did Modok in the Avengers game, you know, you can do a Modok and not have it be like Parallax uh, from uh, Green. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm down. I, yeah, I buy that. I buy that. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got Arnim Zola. You know, <laughs> there's some people like, hey, wasn't Modok the villain in Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but uh, we did get Arnim Zola. You know, similar sort of look. You know, similar. You know, obviously, you know, there are differences. But if you wanted to modernize the Modok look, there are ways they can do it to not make it look ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I think he's long been the person that people have sort of pegged for the Ant Man three villain because of the the the, the obvious connections that EJ mentioned. Uh, Aim being very, you know, kind of. Uh, street, not street level, but you know, low end, low stakes kind of villain, tech based, um, which is where Ant Man thrives. So it makes a lot of sense. We already got Aim in uh, Iron Man three, and it had nothing to do with anything related to Modok. They were a lot different, but maybe this is a new version of Aim, you know, because Aldrich mm-hmm. Killian is out of the picture. Maybe Aim, you know, however many years later, eight, nine years later, is a little different than it was. And how often do we see? Marvel want to tap into their history, especially history that's related to Iron Man. Um, yeah. Uh, tap into, oh, remember those folks? Well, now they're this. Like, you know, Yeah. What better way yeah. to do that than, than do it in this way with AIM? I totally yeah. agree with that. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that this is going to... I, I agree with you, both of you guys. This is going to be the case that we do get Moda. Um, I, do think, I, I do think we'll get a pretty good dose of Kang as well. I think the Kane connection would, like you said, it can't be, they can't, you know, you can't have uh, Scott Lane boxing with. with yeah, he's not, yeah, he's, that's a, again, that's a very quick boxing. <laughs> it's, it's not going not, well. Not in the way, not not like, uh, you know, the Watcher in Ultron. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, I think we're going to see, <laughs> I think we're going to see, obviously the quantum realm is called quantum mania. We think that the TVA, you know, may have been located in the quantum realm. Uh, but then also, is there a connection to, um, you know, the Iron Lad character and Cassie Lang? You know, we know that they casted Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang, mm-hmm. uh, recasted Catherine Newton, obviously. There was also a rumor out there that, <laughs> that you know, there's a rumor out there, again, not on the site today, but that Haley Seinfeld was seen on the set of Ant-Man. I did not hear that, but that if that's the I case. That, that, that is something that started out today. We recorded this podcast yeah. on Monday for people of reference, but yeah. If that's the case, and that that's uh, then yeah, I feel yeah. then I feel great about that theory. Yeah, the things are lining; they're lining up to make. A yeah, things, the story starting to line up because and it's funny because again, in that same story about Paul Rudd, they also mentioned that uh, the, the headline was you know Paul Rudd script you know leads with Modok as villain, and the comma was Marvel wants uh, Young Avengers in movie. <laughs> so yeah. I mean. Again, you putting these some of these things together, it's like, oh, they, maybe this is looking a lot closer than, than what we actually saw, what we hear, heard they were gonna do, even though apparently they didn't, they, they wanted to go away from the script that was done. Maybe they, again, they did like the script, but maybe they amended some things, and sure they added again, Kang, perhaps, you know. So, when you continue to connect these dots in terms of the way Marvel has done structured their TV or Disney Plus streaming versus movies. They, 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 the movies have to be more team up movies than they have, particularly sequels, than they have been solo movies, you know? Um, 
Doctor Strange too. They, they, we know that's going to be a bonanza of different characters. Like, we're not. I don't think we're going to get as many of these movies where, you know, especially sequels where it's just the hero going on a mission. You know, so um, Ant Man three, we know Ant Man's going to be in it. But outside of that, I think it'll be, you know, more than just Ant Man and the Wasp, and maybe even more than just Stature. You know, it may be, uh, like you said, maybe the Young Avengers uh, as a part of that as well. And that'll be a a very interesting way of selling that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it would be, it would be. It's a, um, yeah, it's, it's that's man, that Ant Man Quantumadium remains one of the more intriguing Marvel projects moving forward because it's just, yeah, some people say that we, you know, is it going to connect to the Fantastic Four? Yeah, we've had that a lot of that conversation as well. It's this is such a crazy because it's such a transitional time for Marvel, and it felt like this year for Marvel was very transitional. Um, which is perhaps why there was honestly some disappointment in what we've seen from the projects we've gotten, whether it be Eternals for some people or Black Widow for other you know for other people or some of those same people, you know, and some people Shang Chi though that was a lot less. A lot of people like Shang Chi. But, you know, it seems like the next step it begins with Spider-Man. That's when this thing is really going to rev up and we're really going to see a different, uh, you know, kind of direction moving forward that, uh, again, is, is very exciting. Um, let's wrap up the show, though, with some DC news, actually. And we're just talking about the Batman. I mentioned earlier there was some Batman news. And we got a, um, this uh, story from Variety. We got an exclusive that, according to their sources, Colin Farrell has officially signed on to uh, star and be an executive producer for a series spinoff of The Batman that will be on HBO Max. So this is, uh, of course, um, the series that they say will, will reportedly delve into the Penguin's rise to the power to power in Gotham and the criminal underworld. We've only seen you know bits and pieces of Colin Farrell's uh, Oswald Cobblepot character from the trailers we've seen of The Batman, but needs to say it's kind of uh, it's kind of stunning to see the transformation, the physical transformation we've seen Colin Farrell take for this role, and we're going to see him in this role a lot more moving forward. Uh, Sham, what do you make of this news about the Penguin uh, being part of this spinoff that's going to be kind of led through a story from Oswald's perspective? Um, I love it. Uh, I haven't even seen the Batman, so it's it's hard for me to even really <laughs> to really give any kind of you know meaningful meaningful uh, insight into it. But I love what I saw from the trailer, and I just like the look in general. Man, they they've done an, an amazing look with in terms of how they made the Penguin look in this um, and sound. Um, like I buy him as the Penguin, and I mean to be completely honest, he's doing a much better Penguin than I thought he could do. So. <laughs> Just based on the little that I've seen, so uh, so yeah, I buy it. I'm I'm all in. I'm a fan, and um, I have, we have to see what he does in the movie. Of course, you know you don't want to jump the gun, so you know do another Lucasfilm Ryan Johnson where you jump the gun. They may have already done that in terms of giving um, you know Matt Reeves all this all this capital in terms of of what he wants to do with Batman, but but I'm all for it. I I. I I don't think Colin Farrell will be an issue in that show. I think he'll be an asset. So, so I'm I'm on board. All right, Shamari's on board. Kendall, are you on board? You got your ticket. You got your boarding pass. What's what's the situation with you on this? Um, I you know I'm I mean I'm more wait and see. Uh, Kendall's gonna wait for the next train. He's gonna yeah, one go by. 
it, it's it's similar to the to the GCPD so that, that we're getting. Um, you know, we we know that Jeffrey Wright's in it, and that's cool. Uh, we know it's in the same universe, but I've got to see the Batman. You know, I think the Batman's going to be good. Um, you know, I continue to say that nothing in the trailer guarantees that it's going to be a great movie. Um, and so if it's not, you know, if, if, if they were doing this for, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be as bad as this, but if they did this for the Fantastic Four, um, you know, if they Fox said we're doing a bunch of extended universe shows for the Fantastic Four movie from a couple years ago, and it ended up being what it ended up being, I you know, so uh, that's just or Suicide Squad, for example, we're getting a bunch of Suicide Squad shows uh, from, from the first one. You know, it, so that's my point is that well, I'll wait and see before this movie's so that we know that this movie's great before we, before at least I get super excited about extended universe properties but um but it's an interesting strategy uh it's, a, it's an interesting play um I, I always harken back to uh <laughs> to the last jedi you know and ryan johnson uh yes, that's kind of the that's, know, that's the warning sign being given hmm. a trilogy of movies before the movie came out and that movie came out in what 2016 2017 i think 2017 it came out it's been a while and or maybe 2018, one of those two, one of those two years, and it's now 2021, or 2022, really 2022, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No sign of those that trilogy. No word, no word of that. <laughs> you know, he claims he's still making them, but you know, it's five years, and we still don't even. They're still not even on on the date. We still don't even have a date. For he still says, didn't he? Didn't he still say if he came yeah, out he wants to do it? He's going to do it earlier this year that he wants to do it, but, but not nothing. So, so, I mean, I mean, and these are going to happen, I would assume, these shows, but just in terms of excitement, you know, I, that, that can't be, you know, I, I, I caution, I caution people uh, when you haven't seen anything yet. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I understand Kendall's caution with uh, this project. Um, I, I'm, I, I have my boarding pass ready, you know, I have my, my, I have, my vax, I have my vax card ready if they need my vax card for me to get on the, the train. I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, this is us. And I guess I'm ready for it. Not necessarily because I know it's going to be great. I'm ready right. for it because I, I, I'm excited. Like, this is the most ambitious thing in the superhero live action world that's being done. There's never been done a, 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 a taking apart one character's solo universe and what and using a movie to then spin off more stories that exist within that city in that universe now we have of course disney plus is doing these shows where you have movies that are spin off of a franchise but this is a lot more interpersonal than that marvel's not saying okay we did it we're doing captain america and then Wherever Captain America lives, like we're gonna do all these other shows and everything just around Captain America. That's not something that's being done. You know, it's taking the Marvel series and bringing it down a notch with these more contained Marvel shows. This is something more different, and it seems like they're gonna be doing a lot of them because this is just two. Like, there's already two of these shows. I imagine it's gonna be even more. And again, it's just it's all within just the story of one main franchise in the Batman. So just to see how it is and how it works is all I need. Um, again, th- this has the potential to create, again, a, 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 a mythology 
and a backstory to a franchise in a way that we've not seen before in uh, Hollywood. So just for that alone, I'm really invested in this. Um, I mean, just the very little we've seen of this Oswald Cowpot is intriguing and enough for me to want to definitely see more. So, so I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to see how this goes for just for the sake of just seeing if they can pull it off. But if they can, then they got something really special on their hands and something that's never been done before. So how could I, how could I be uh, mad about that? So, uh, so it's a great time to be a superhero fan. What can I say, man? There's a lot going on. We've covered a lot of topics today. Uh, I want to thank everybody for checking out this edition of the New Generation Heroes Talk podcast. Of course, if you like this show, you can catch all of our podcasts. At our channel, which is called the New Generation Podcast Channel, uh, excuse me, the New, Gen- New Generation Podcast Network. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media, New Generation Pod, and Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And find us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, Action EJ. You can find Kendall on Twitter, New Gen Ken. And Shamari can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.